Thank you for joining us for Love That Voiceover. In-depth interviews unveiling the personality and projects behind the mic with none other than your chic geek, perfectly different host, Love That Rebecca. Hey, it's Rebecca of LoveThatRebecca.com, and today, a self-described geek and lover of great works of imagination, voice actor Dino Andrade joins me to provide a glimpse into his world as a successful voice actor working on video games and providing other musings about life as a geek. So welcome, Dino. Hello there. Thank you so much for having me on the show, Thingy. Podcast. <laughs> yeah, podcast stuff. Thingy, yeah. Orama. From his Facebook page, Dino <laughs> describes himself as a VO dude on such stuff as World of Warcraft, Batman Arkham Asylum, Brutal Legend, Call of Duty, Basra 3, and more. Dino's acting resume includes live acting and filmmaking, but is much heavier with voice acting credits, not only in video games, but also TV, feature films, online series, and commercials. His business resume includes a major credit as founder and operator of soulgeek.com. Uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I want to jump right in. Sure, okay. You have dueling businesses or, or balanced businesses, hopefully. Um, <laughs> soulgeek.com is one of your mm-hmm. businesses, as well as being a voiceover actor. It is, correct. So help me understand what... What is a geek? <laughs> the The easiest way to describe it is uh, if you are passionate about great works of imagination, which is to say science fiction, horror, fantasy, if this really gets your blood going, uh, then you are very much a geek. Now, way back when, the geek was used as a derogatory term, but oh, we have yeah. since... Yeah, we have since uh, taken it over and, in fact, turned it into a verb, turned it into an action word. I mean, and you hear it all the time. People people who aren't even connected in fantasy saying, oh, you know, I'm a book geek or I'm yeah, a golf geek. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's something you're passionate about, right? So you geek out over it. Yeah. That's, that, is, that is how we have taken the term and embraced it. So I proudly declare myself as a geek. And not just a geek, but an original geek. A fan of sci-fi, horror, fantasy, animation, great works of imagination. I didn't know it, but I'm a geek too. Sci-fi, oh, Ray Bradbury, the, yeah, horror, horror, horror ah, too. Ah, okay, mm-hmm. okay, yeah, the, the, oh. that's my geekishness. There you go. <laughs> oh, I, I, what's your favorite Bradbury? The Halloween Tree. Halloween Tree. Oh, that's wonderful. I, for me, it's always a toss-up between Halloween Tree and Something Wicked This Way Comes. I, oh. I love, I love them both. But Halloween stuff. Tree was in my heart, so yeah. I am so, and I really want Tim Burton to do that. I really, really can't oh, imagine well, I, him not doing that. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. No doubt about that. Did you know Bradbury did a television? series yes. well, a television special yes yes in fact in fact the the animated version of halloween tree uh for all you star trek fans leonard nimoy uh voiced uh the character of mound shroud so yeah very it, good you're correct yeah ding 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 <laughs> so now there's a term that zoe deschanel has come up with okay and i want to ask you if you believe that this was a ter- this is a term that you can wear okay are you ador are you adorkable? Adorkable. Yeah. You know, I have seen that, uh, like on billboards and stuff for her new show. Uh, you know, I would, I would say that's a definite yes. 
Ding, ding, I ding. Me too. Yep. I agree. Say that's a definite yes. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. 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 I think that um, we, we pretty much understand about our geekness. Now, tell me the story of how you started soulgeek.com. I, I read about it on the internet, but give us, you know, a little introspective on how that, how that really started for you. The, the real story behind it. Um, well, uh, there, there was a, a, a marvelous voice actress uh, by the name of Mary Kay Bergman, uh, one, of the, one of the top five uh, people in the, uh, women in the field of animation. Uh, she was absolutely terrific, and she was a huge, huge geek. Uh, <laughs> at the time of her passing in November of 99, uh, the two of us had been married for 10 years. And she was uh, not just my wife, she was my best friend. And, and geekdom Aww. was something that we absolutely reveled in. I mean, we had Starfleet uniforms. We, would, <laughs> we collected uh, animation cells and comic books. And, and this was just, it was, it, was, it was something that we shared uh, very much. And uh, when, when I lost her, I, I lost my best friend along with my wife. And so... I kind of drifted for about five years or so when, by sheer happenstance, I happened to run into, of all people, my old high school sweetheart. Uh, She came back into my life. Uh, She uh, helped mend a seriously wounded heart. And it was the two of us who came up with the idea of creating a website that was on the scale of Match.com that was Match.com for geeks. Uh, Got it. You know, I wanted people to have what I had. I mean, I I fell in love with this marvelous geek. We had 10 great years together. Then I, I found Casey, my old sweetheart, and she too was a huge geek. So, uh, you know, despite being widowed in my 30s, I I do consider myself an incredibly lucky man to have found love twice in my lifetime uh, with the very same shared interests. Uh, And uh, there's people... Thank you. And there's people out there who have yet to find that once. And I wanted to to do something about that. And so that's why we created uh, soulgeek.com. Uh, and it's it's been marvelous. We've had uh, uh, twelve weddings uh, so far. I was going to ask a thirteenth <laughs> is going to take place uh, this coming November. It is on the calendar. Uh, it folks. is on the calendar. Uh, will be happening this this November. Uh, and as far as Casey and I are concerned, well, we just had a baby boy. So congratulations! Yes, uh, he, he is. How many babies from the twelve marriages? Uh, you know, besides yours. You know, I have not been told of any, any, any little ones yet. You know, but maybe they didn't but, tell you. you know, maybe you can find out. I would. I, I should. I should double check because that should be another like tick mark. You know, it, marriages. You know, it is X. It is very much because, as far as I'm concerned, this is a way of making something good come out of tragedy. And I think that all the couples that we have brought together are very much a part of the legacy and memory of Mary Kay Bergman. I think that's it's beautiful. a. I think it's a wonderful way to honor her memory. Uh, so that's that's what that's all about. That's why we did it. Yeah. Now, what, what, what could you remember the moment when you and Casey actually dreamt this 
up? Uh, yeah, actually, there were two things. One was we went to a Battlestar Galactica event. That was a, a it was a secret from me. It was a Father's Day present. <laughs> it was an event that was held at the Mint in uh, Los Angeles, which is a club, and that's where they had the band. Uh, the orchestra, uh, however you want to put it, it was really more of a band, uh, who did all of the music for Battlestar Galactica, and they were premiering the Season 2 soundtrack. Oh. Uh, and they were playing cuts from it live. And what I did not know, this whole, because I'm a huge, huge, huge <laughs> fan of film scores. Ah. Uh, so this was a real treat for me. What I didn't realize, because silly me, even though I had been buying the soundtracks to, uh, to, to Battlestar Galactica, didn't bother to read the liner notes to find out who the rest of the musicians were. But outside of Bear McCreary, the rest of the musicians are all ex-members of the band Oingo Boingo. Oh, which wow. I, I used to work for in the eighties, so wow. this was uh, yeah. So this was a this was also a a, a real mind blowing treat. Wow. So, but anyway, I digress. While we were there, we're standing in line, and there was a gal uh, with a bunch of dudes, and and Casey and I were were hand in hand, and we made a comment. I I've made a comment to her about I hope we're not making you sick. You know, this whole thing about us being all lovey dovey and holding hands and me being thrilled with my present here. And she said, no, but I hope I could find a geek of my own here. Uh, uh. And that really got to me. I mean, we, and we started to chat and found out that all these guys she was there with uh, were her cousins. And she had driven in from San Diego. And I thought, here is a single cute little gal who drove in from San Diego to Los Angeles for a Battlestar Galactica event. Be still my heart. Why is <laughs> exactly. this girl single? <laughs> and, and that was where we said, we've got to do this. I said, somebody ought to do this. And Casey said, well, why don't you? And so then we, we then set about uh, researching and finding out what this was going to cost us, how this was going to work, who we could get to build it. And it, it, was, it was quite uh, an undertaking. Um, hmm. And of course, this was this was built in in oh six oh seven before they started doing you know modular websites and so on, where a lot of this is a right. lot easier to do now. Yes. So everything had to be built from the ground up from scratch. Right. And, right. I'm and, familiar with that. And, and I'm a little they, geek yeah. on tech too. Oh well, there you go. So so it was it was a pretty serious thing to do. And so we get around to uh, my birthday where we are at uh, Dodger Stadium. And I'm I'm a big baseball fan. I'm a big fan of the Dodgers. Have been right. for all my life. And we were uh, we were at Dodger Stadium. And while we were there and pondering whether or not we should we should go forward, we saw two things. One was a goth who was wearing a Dodger a Dodger shirt that was basically a white T-shirt that had Dodger the Dodgers logo written in red nail polish, so it looked like dripping blood. And the guy had <laughs> the guy had a mohawk awesome. and, and mascara, and and another guy wearing a a a, 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 a Dodger team jersey, an official team jersey, but the name on it was Yoda. <laughs> and the number was, was 82. And we looked at each other and we said, we have to do this. Yeah. And so the decision to go forward was actually made at Dodger Stadium. You so, got the signs. So there you go. So there's the whole story for you. Terrific. So did you find out what happened with the girl at this, the Never conference? Did. No. Huh? Oh, that's too bad. No. The inspiration needs to show herself. 
<laughs> yeah, you know, I, there was one other uh, thing that happened there that I have never talked about publicly and never will, because if this gal ever shows herself, I'm going to ask her this, and only she would know this, and then I would know for sure. It's not someone who heard this on the podcast, you know, but the actual ah. person, you know, so so I've been saving one little yeah. tidbit, one little tidbit, <laughs> so... So if you're out there and you're hearing this, come up to me at a convention or something and let me know it's you. And I've got a question for you. <laughs> Who possesses the secret information? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Email you. Get you on your website. Get in touch via Facebook. Dino's available. And we want to find you. I am indeed. We have two Facebook pages. We have Soul Geek Fandom, which is for the, the website itself. And then I have my own personal page, which is Dino Andrade. So, yeah. Come on and friend me. Show yourself, inspiring geek. I love this. Um, now, as a voiceover actor, you have to balance this soulgeek.com, match.com style dating website and everything it entails. I, yeah. How do you do that? It's not easy. <laughs> ah. It's not easy, uh, especially because soulgeek is a security-based website uh, like match.com in that everything is monitored by human eyes. Nothing is automated. So uh, spammers and scammers cannot get on the site. You cannot go on the site to, intending to post a profile, but actually going to post an ad for your band and spam our member none of that is allowed cannot happen so i do have a full-time staff wow. uh that that monitor the site so um i pretty much oversee the day-to-day -day operations but it's the staff who carry the load so you're the ceo of soul geek pretty much pretty much pretty much yeah and and the voice acting how do you balance all of that you know you had to get that staff that's part of the balance you know, uh, it, it's it, it is a continuing juggling act. Mm. Uh, you know, that's 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 all there is to it. Uh, you know, I, I I do my auditions as they come in, and uh, sometimes you know, friends and family have to know that. Uh, you know, I've, I have events and things and stuff I've got to do, and, you know, I'm not always going to be on time, uh, et cetera, because I've got responsibilities to both my agent, to the website, and now my son. So, yeah, so yeah it's, it's, it, is, it is a continuous balancing act. Yeah, because you have the family, and then, now, do you have a studio for voiceover out of your own home? Yes, I do. Yes, so that, I do. I have, that makes some aspects a little easier. Yeah. Yes, yes, it does. It does. But, you know, by the same token, uh, it, it's becoming something that, that a lot of actors have to do is, is have their own home studios, home booths, home equipment, and so on, which uh, is, is something that I, I actually don't prefer. I mean, I like the convenience. I do. But I am always thrilled when my agent says uh, they want you to read at the casting director's office because that gives me a chance to find out from the horse's mouth what they're looking for. Ah. Whereas when I'm auditioning at home, uh, it's all about self-directing and and trying to you know pick strong choices and hope that the strong choices you're picking are what they're looking for so how many times uh, are you auditioning from your home studio versus going constantly, in? no but constantly versus going in oh constantly from my home studio from from going in it's 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 once in a blue moon it, ah. it does not happen it's, it's only a few times a month tops for me it's really shifting because five years ago 
you know, that was how it was done. That was all the the only way it was done. Uh-huh. That was the only way it was done. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. So it's really yeah, shifted it, a lot in the digital a world. A lot of it. A lot of it has changed. Yeah. 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 And, and do you only audition with your home studio or do you actually work on projects at your home studio? Oh, you know, I have done some um, small independent projects directly from uh, from home and or sometimes things that uh, they need to do really fast. Uh, I, I, for example, um, when uh, Batman Arkham Asylum was nominated for Game of the Year, uh, I guess they just didn't have time. I assume they didn't have time to sift through the original audio tracks to pull out my Scarecrow dialogue, and they just had me re-record it. I recorded it at home. If you go to YouTube uh, and look up Batman Arkham Asylum Game of the Year, that trailer is all wall-to-wall Scarecrow, and all of, yeah, it is. All of that dialogue of Scarecrow uh, was recorded in my home booth. That's a really nice thing that uh, we can all listen to then, those of us who are curious about voiceover and how it works and that sort of thing. You know, you can do this out of your home studio if, if, it, if it fits. Yeah, yeah. If it fits and if you can, you know, afford to spend the bucks on, on you know, professional equipment, I mean, that, that also makes a difference. Uh, you know, so, so, you know, getting, you know, getting compressors and de-essers and all, you know, all of this, this good stuff so that you can send them something that's of such a good quality, uh, it could net you that extra job. I mean, a perfect example of that was, uh, I, I received a check for a thousand dollars for Fast and the Furious 4. And I had no idea why. Absolutely none. No clue whatsoever. I called my agent and I said, what's this? And my agent said, I thought maybe you'd know because we have no idea either. So we contacted the producers and it turned out that what it was was that there was a sequence in the movie in which you can hear a radio DJ going on and on about something. This was They sent out audition copy for this without telling anyone this was for the movie Fast and the Furious 4. They just said they were looking for a DJ to do this radio spiff thing. I did the audition here in my home studio, sent it in. They liked the audition apparently so much that they decided not to have me re-record it. They used the audition <laughs> for the scene in the movie. And then, funny enough, the scene was then cut from the film. <laughs> So I quite literally got $1,000 for an audition. That's wonderful. (laughs) Give you Uh, more of that. Send you more of that. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm absolutely fine with that. But I'm sure if I was doing this with a, you know, a little snowball mic off of a laptop that, you know, with, with, you know, lots of, lots of hiss and air noise and so on, that, 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 that would be uh, a very difficult uh, sell. Right. Uh, you know, whereas I, I do have a full booth at home that um, actually I built myself. Fantastic. Thanks for listening to part one of Dino Andrade's interview on Love That Voiceover. Go to the next MP3 for the next part of the interview. <laughs>